Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Ask a Web Geek. My name is CJ Gilbert and you're joining us on March 25th, 2020 as we film episode 28 of Ask a Web Geek. I'm so glad that you're with me this morning. Thanks for being here. I've got a lot of great stuff to go over today. We're going to do a continuation of our topics from last week. We're going to dive just a little bit deeper into that jungle. But first, I want to introduce you to our featured animal of the week. Featured animal of the week is a little bigger than normal. He's this guy right here. This is a character from uh, a cartoon that is on the Cartoon Network, and I do not know all the details except to say that this was a gift uh, to my four-year-old son from someone we know through a networking group, Marlon. Shout out to Marlon. And she gave this to my son, and he loves it. And he's been playing with it for a long time for you know he's loved it very hard very aggressively if that makes sense and we've had a little bit of an accident as you can see the bear is suffering the bear has an owie and he's 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 popped a stitch right here i guess i should tell those that are only listening he's popped a stitch right here and his stuffing's falling out and you know what that made me think of that made me think of you you know, maybe you feel like this week you popped a stitch and some of your stuffing's fallen out. Do you ever feel like that in your web jungle? Well, this guy does. And you know what? He's probably in a lot of pain. He's not in pain. He's a stuffed animal, guys. But go with me on my metaphor, all right? He's probably in a lot of pain. To him and his world, this is everything. He's, he's literally ripping in half, right? Now, you and I know it's only going to take a, a little piece of string and a little bit of time to stitch this back together, and he'll be good as new. But in the middle of this trauma, in the middle of this uh, terrible thing that's happening to him, he can't see past that, and he's going to need someone else to help him. He's not going to be able to. He's not going to be able to uh, sew this up himself. He needs someone else to help to help him out, and that's why we're here together, and that's why our community is here. So I want you to think as you're going through your week this week. If you feel like you've popped a stitch. If you feel like some of your stuffing's coming out, reach out to someone else. Reach out to one of your friends, your family. Reach out to us here in the Ask a Web Geek community. We're here to help you. We're here to support you. And if you're feeling like this guy and you just can't bear it any longer, that was a bad one, right? Just remember the community is here to support you. So here's our featured animal. A little, a little unconventional compared to the other animals, I suppose, that we've had on the jungle. <laughs> So if that's you this week, we can help you out. Get a friend, get a neighbor, and we'll help you stitch up that, that spot where you feel ripped in half. We're all here to support each other. So what are we gonna do in today's show? Well, we've got a lot of great stuff. It's We've got part two of our how to use Zoom for work and business stuff. So let's jump right in. I've got our uh, community down here in our Facebook group. We're streaming and I see their comments. We've been playing with the new Facebook producer that's live. Um, so I'm glad that you're with me this morning. And uh, if you want to see the first 50 minutes of the show, what I'm calling my bonus material, come to our Facebook group, Ask a Web Geek, and you'll be able to find that 50-minute pre-show, which did not make it into the final show, but you can watch me do all kinds of stuff, including look at some live spiders that live here in the web cave. So if that's interesting to you, come to our Facebook group, Ask a Web Geek, and you can watch that bonus material. But meanwhile, you have missed nothing. The show starts right now. Ask a Web Geek with CJ Gilbert. I'm your web safari guide. You can reach me, CJ, at askawebgeek.com. If you have any questions about anything at all, we invite your feedback. Ask a Web Geek. What would you like to ask a Web Geek? You know, I teach people all the time that their website is their number one tool. That's right. Your website is your number one tool to grow and support your business. It could be, it should be the foundation of your entire business on the internet. Did you know that your website is the only thing you can fully own and control on the internet? You can't control Facebook, you can't control YouTube, Instagram, any of the other social media channels. The only thing you can own and control is your own website. So if you have that as a foundation for everything else that you do, you will find much greater success and you won't be in such a strange situation when Facebook or something changes and what you were previously relying on is gone or different or changed. 
Use your website as the foundation for everything you do online because it's the only thing you can fully own and control. And once you're thinking of your website that way, you can use it to enhance each aspect of your business. You can attract more customers. You can enhance your customer service. You can make more sales. These things help you increase your efficiency. These things help you save time, save money, and ultimately serve your clients better, faster, and easier. I want to acknowledge you for just a moment. You are in the right place at the right time. Uh, there is only a small percentage of the world that is actively working on themselves and improving their situation. And I know you are one of those people. If you're listening to my voice right now, you are one of the people in the world that is actively working to improve their life and improve their situation, improve their business, improve their professional endeavors. And that's why you're here. So I want to take just a moment to acknowledge that, say congratulations, say good for you, give yourself a pat on the back, be your own best cheerleader this week. You're doing well, you're doing really well, and I'm glad that you're with me this morning. Ask a Web Geek, join our Facebook group. It all starts in our Facebook group. We want you to join the Facebook group, ask me some questions there, whatever you need, whatever you're struggling with. We start with your website and I've got I've got tools and technologies to, to teach you how to use your website kind of at a foundation level. And then you're gonna have a lot of other questions. Bring those questions right back to our Facebook group, Ask a Web Geek, and ask me whatever question you have. We'll go over it in a show, our community will answer, and that's also the place where we go live every Wednesday 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, as we tape our episodes. We do it together live so my studio audience can be interacting with me and asking questions, and we hope that you will join us in an upcoming show, Ask a Web Geek, on Facebook. We would also love it if you'd subscribe on YouTube. I'm still looking for our first 100 subscribers. We were at 87 last I looked. I would love it if you'd go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. I've got buttons to both of those places on our website. I'll show you that in a minute. Follow us on Twitter. If you're a Twitter user, at AskAWebGeek is my Twitter handle there. Please feel free to ask me questions or tweet along with the show. And what that means is you can tweet to me letting me know which episode you're listening to, even if it was a year ago, even if it's a year from now. Tell me what episode you're listening to. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't, what you laughed at, what you have follow-up questions on. And we would love to hear that. And finally, listen to it as a podcast. It's available on all the podcast channels. It's available directly off of our website, video, audio, and as an audio download. Or subscribe using your favorite podcast catcher. Are you an Apple user? Are you on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, as it's called these days? Subscribe to us there, would you please? Google Podcasts, we're there too. Stitcher, Spotify, we're there too. But I'd love it most of all if you could subscribe on Apple. If you're an Apple user, go subscribe to the show there, would you please, and leave me a review. It helps others find the show through that platform. Really appreciate that. All the links and details are at our website, askawebgeek.com. Quick disclaimer, you must be willing to have your question or issue addressed in a public forum. This is a public show. We make it available to everyone through the group, through the YouTube, through the podcast, yada, yada, yada. And we just want to know that everything we're talking about is totally okay with you that we're doing that. If there's anything sensitive in your business that you want us to protect while we're looking at something, maybe we're going to log into your website. Maybe we're going to log into your social media or the back end of something. And if you need us to control or protect something while we're doing that, no problem. We can do that no problem. Uh, just let me know ahead of time. Otherwise, we're going to assume everything that we go over is perfectly acceptable for us to share in this public forum. And this is not legal or professional advice. I'm not an attorney. I'm not a CPA. You need to have an attorney and a licensed professional CPA in your business and advising you on your professional business decisions. I'm a web geek, and I'm going to do the best I can to give you the right information as far as I know, as far as I've learned. Uh, to help you with your business, your website, your marketing, and using these online tools and technologies. But of course, I don't know everything, and I'm I'm not a, a licensed attorney or, or CPA. So make sure you have those professionals to consult in your business. You accept responsibility for everything. CJ Gilbert and Ask a Web Geek is not responsible for the errors or omissions of your business. You accept responsibility for everything. Who am I? I'm CJ Gilbert. I'm a web geek. I took off the web safari hat. It's right here if you want to see it. Web safari hat. 
And where did that come from? It's because the internet's a jungle and, and you can see the vines hanging around us. It's my metaphor, but it's everyone I talk to says they identify with it completely. They understand that the, the internet is a jungle. It feels like a jungle. You feel lost. You feel like, oh, well, I want to go in this direction. And you end up over here or you fall into a trap or the quicksand you didn't even wasn't even aware of. Or it's a time suck. You start looking into a settings and all of a sudden it's 50 minutes later and you should have started your show. Uh, earlier and you're drowning in the quagmire I'm not speaking from experience that wasn't me an hour ago uh, or anything you can watch that in our Facebook group but the point is the internet's a jungle and I'm here to help you through it my name is CJ Gilbert I call myself the web safari guide and I'm here to help you with your websites your marketing and any questions related to the online tools at our disposal my business is serving your business I believe that my business is a support system for your business and if I can help you do more business and if I can help you do better business we're all gonna be much more successful we're all gonna reach more people and that's my intention today is to help you in your business so your business can reach and serve more people together we're influencing and helping millions golden nugget be on the lookout for your golden nugget today you know our minds are so interesting each time you go over material even if it's the same material and you go over it again and again you get something new every time so if you watch the show over and over again or if you uh, if you consume it as it's intended, that is to say, you come to our Facebook group, you ask me a question, then on the next show, I'm going to answer that question. That's one level of involvement. If you can show up live to that taping, you can interact with us too and ask a question there. That's another level of involvement. That's two ways. Then three days later, that show gets released on YouTube. You can go over there and watch it. That's a third interaction. And then later that day, it's going to come out on on podcast, the audio, download it to your phone, put it on a podcast player, listen to it in the car, and that's the fourth way that you're consuming the information. So you can literally watch or listen to this show four or five times in these different ways, and you're going to get something new and different every time that happens because your brain is in a different place, and therefore the information is going to hit you differently, and something else is going to pop out to you. All you have to do is be on the lookout for it, and you're going to find it. Grab a piece of paper, draw a line right down the middle. I like to label the left side notes and the right side actions, and that way you can take your stream of consciousness notes right down that left side. And then when something really stands out to you and you want to make sure that you take action, quick action on it, then you can put that on the right side in that action column, and you'll be able to move at the speed of instruction and make sure to star your golden nuggets so you can find those easily. Ask a Web Geek, sponsored by our sponsored partner this week is Exceptional Entrepreneurs. As I told you last week, and I'm going to tell you again, we are doing virtual business networking with Exceptional Entrepreneurs. This is a local group here in San Diego that I go to a couple times a week and participate in their in-person meetings. And we can't do that right now because... The whole world is on lockdown and chaos is happening everywhere. Okay, it's not quite that bad, but it, it feels that bad. And it feels like a disconnect for those of us that have been meeting in person and can no longer do that. So what do we do? We decided let's do it virtually. Let's meet online. And I'll have the details for you in a little bit on how to connect yourself to that show. But meanwhile, check out Exceptional Entrepreneurs. They're located on meetup, meetup.com. And you can find out about what we're doing now. Join us Thursdays and Fridays. Fridays for virtual business networking, and I'll, I've got information for that coming up. I also want to mention our sister sister uh, group, Facebook group, if you will, the Productive and Independent Doer Entrepreneurs. You can find this most easily by using my shortcut link, paid with an extra E, P-A-I-D-E dot gilbertstudios.com. That stands for Productive and Independent Doer Entrepreneurs, P-A-I-D-E gilbertstudios.com that's going to take you right to their facebook page this is janae's facebook page she was our first guest geek on our show two episodes ago it was phenomenal check that one out uh, really enjoyed her productivity system that she taught us one three more really interesting stuff really glad that she's a part of our community and we want you to join her facebook group as well to continue to get all the great tips and information coming out of that uh, coming out of that group 
they they move my slides around over here. They move my uh, they move my buttons. What am I doing? Here we go. And finally, my free video workshop, Five Keys to Unlock the Profit Hidden in Your Website. Check this out. It's at mywebsitesafari.com. Uh, toward the beginning of the show, I was talking about using your website as a platform for your whole business. And if you uh, check out this video series, seven videos, each less than 10 minutes, and you can use this to learn the foundation of what your website can do for your business, mywebsitesafari.com free video series. Check that out. All right, buckle up and stay hydrated. We're going to go ahead and jump into the material. We're going to get a little deeper in the jungle. Make sure you've got your water and you're ready to move. Our Jeep is leaving in five, four. Featured topic of the week. It's time to go online. Last week, I presented to you my my blog article that I'd written about using Zoom as a platform to stay connected with your friends, your family, and continue your business activities. You can meet with groups. You can meet one-on-one. -on -one. You can still have your one-to-one -one meetings, your one-to-one -one coaching, your one-to-one -one consulting, your calls. You can do it online. You can do it as a group. You can do it one-to-one. -one. It's an amazing platform. Wrote a blog article about how to get started with that, and then... On our last week's show, we we talked about the basics of how to get that started. Well, today I want to go a little deeper for you into the jungle and show you what's next. So the very first thing we talked about was how to sign up for your own free account and how to join someone else's meeting. So all you have to do is go to zoom.us. Note that it's not .com. It's zoom.us, like United States, zoom.us. Go there, you can sign up for your own free account, uh, and you can even join a meeting without having your own free account. Uh, so either is possible. Someone else is hosting the meeting, you jump right in it. You certainly can. You don't have to sign up for anything, but you do have to download the little installer. And I talked about that last week. So review last week's show, episode 27, where I told you about how to get started with Zoom. Today, we're going to go a little deeper. We're going to talk about two extra pieces. We're going to talk about setting up your profile and a couple things in there that are a little interesting. And we're going to talk about how to schedule a meeting. Now you're going to host the meeting on your side. Last week, you signed up and you joined someone else's meeting. This week, we're going to set up your profile so you can host a meeting. Are you ready to do that? Let's take a field trip and we're going to dive right into the website. So let me pull it up for you over here. Ba -da -ba -ba -da -da -ba. We've got the Ask a Web Geek website right over here, askawebgeek.com. Here's the buttons I was telling you about. Click this green button right here to join our Facebook group. Click this blue button to subscribe on YouTube. Please, please subscribe on YouTube. Please, pretty please. Please subscribe on YouTube. We're looking for our first 100 subscribers. Let's see how many we have. At the risk of breaking the internet. Let's jump in right now. Last time it said 87. Drum roll, please. And we still have 87. Would you be my number 88 subscriber? If you're on with me right now live and you're down here in the comment section, you could be our 88th subscriber. That's like the luckiest number possible uh, of, of subscriber to be. I want you to be our number 88 subscriber. Subscribe now. We'll check on that at the end of the show. If I remember, remind me to check on that at the end of the show. Askawebgeek.com, blue button, subscribe on YouTube. Okay, we want you to join our Facebook group too. That would be awesome. That's the green button. Do both of those things. All right, let's jump into Zoom. Oh, I wanted to put it on the home screen for you, and I didn't. Zoom.us, this is how it looks when you come to the home screen. There's a big blue button over here in the corner if you've never signed up before. I am signed up, and therefore it looks like this. So I can click my account right up here, my account. So there's a couple things I wanna show you inside my account. First of all, I wanna show you, the, you can add your picture. You can add your picture and you customize your name. And this is important because, 
because you don't have to be on video when you're having a Zoom call with someone. You can have your video off. And if you do have your video off, it's going to show your photo. It's going to show whatever picture you put right here. Now, I would recommend that you make that your actual photo so they can be seen. Even if they can't see your live face, they can still see a face and it helps them make that connection with you. But there's no rules that it has to be your face. You could use a picture of something else. You could use an animal. You could use a, a bear with his stuff and coming out. You could use you could use Gary the gorilla as your uh, as your photo. Whatever you choose, put a photo in here so that it shows something other than just your name when you're on that call. That's my first tip for you. You can do this in your free account too. So upload your photo. So we've got those pieces. Then I want to show you about this piece right here called your personal meeting ID. Now this is really cool because what it allows you to do. Let me say this a different way. When you schedule a meeting, when you when you create a Zoom room, if you will, for someone to meet with you, you can choose for the Zoom software to create a new unique meeting ID every time you generate a new room. That might be helpful for security or for a particular call or a particular group. You may want to have a particular meeting ID for them and them only. However, it also allows you to have a personal meeting ID that remains the same and you can customize this. So what I did is I made the I made the personal meeting ID my phone number. That way it was really easy for me to remember and I could just rattle it off the top of my head when I told someone 619-512-3210. That's my meeting ID now, right? You can call or text me 619-512-3210 or you can connect with me on Zoom, zoom.us slash join and my meeting ID is 619-512-3210. See how easy that rolled off my tongue? That could be you too with your meeting ID that's customized to your number. This is the place you do it. It's in your settings and it's in your profile. Add your picture, step one. Step two, customize your personal meeting ID. Then you have the choice. This next check box says use this ID for instant meetings. So when I create an instant meeting in Zoom, I open up Zoom and I hit go. Nine times out of 10, or depending on how I have the setting set, it's just going to use that my personal meeting ID. It's the easiest, it's the fastest, it's great. I do that a lot. It's easy to remember. I can even tell someone to jump into that room before I get there. So I could be walking to my computer on the phone with you and telling you, yeah, go ahead and go to zoom.us, click on join a meeting, go ahead and put in my username or my, my meeting ID at 619-512-3210. Yes, it is my phone number. Ha ha ha. Isn't that funny? And while they're doing that, I could be getting on my computer. I could be pulling up Zoom. They could be logging in and then boom, they could even join the room ahead of me. And then I join and now we're together. So it makes it really easy to get a meeting going even instantly and allow someone to start getting into that before you even have it set up. Great way to do it. Jim Timlin is number 88. All right. Jim, you win the lucky prize. Jim, do you have a copy of my book? If you don't have a copy of my book, you just won a copy of my book, uh, Five Golden Keys to Sharpen Your Website. Let me know about that, Jim, because you are our lucky number, number 88. I'm writing it down right now. Jim Timlin. Congratulations, sir. Let me know if you have a copy of my book. And if you don't, I'll get you one. Thanks so much for being that N number 88 subscriber. That's awesome. So that's the first thing that I'm going to recommend that you do. Come into your profile, set your picture, set your personal meeting ID. And um, there's a couple other things in here. It's telling me the capacity for my meeting. So I've got 100 participants in the, in the um, account that I have. It's also telling me that I am a licensed user. Should we see what that means? Licensed users can host meetings with unlimited mi minutes for up to 100 participants. So that's something for you to be aware of. If you have the free account, it limits two things. Number one, how you're subscribed. Um, oh, rewind. It limits two things. How many people can join the meeting at the same time and or how much time you can have in that meeting. And I believe what I'm about to say is true. If it is only one person and one person, there's not a time limit. Is that true? It might be true. It might be. Um, 
uh, Jim, that's awesome. Would you email me your uh, your address? I think I already have your address. Stay tuned. I'm sending you a copy of my book, man. Thanks so much for subscribing. I really appreciate that. I do have your address. Uh, and so uh, what was I saying? So you can have, I think, an unlimited amount of time for uh, Linda's fighting. She thought she was number 88. Linda, you already have a copy of my book. So we'll give it to Tim. Is that okay with you? She's going to say yes. So if you have the free account, I think you can have an unlimited amount of time for one person only. However, if you are two, three people, you might be limited to having only two to three people on the call with you. And then it also limits the time. Then you can only have a 40 minute meeting. So those are some of the restrictions. It's either one person for a bigger period of time, or it's a couple people, but for a smaller period of time. And you can't record to the cloud. I think you, you can still record locally to your own computer on that free account. So with all that being said, I love this first, I'm on the first paid level. It's that pro level and I love it. It allows me up to up to a hundred participants with no time limit at all. And I can record directly to the, to the cloud. That is to say, right to Zoom's own system. They keep the recording. So I love it. I highly recommended. If I had an affiliate link for Zoom, I'd give it to you, but I don't. So just go sign up for free, zoom.us. It's a great thing. Okay, so that's the profile. Add your picture, customize your personal meeting ID, and understand what that means. It allows you to create an instant meeting uh, with a number that you can easily remember. Now, we're gonna do the next thing. We're gonna schedule a meeting that I'm gonna have in advance, and we're gonna allow it to create, we're gonna allow it to create a unique ID just for that meeting. So watch me do that now. So I've been so far in my profile. When I clicked my account, it took me directly to my profile. Um, we could look at the meetings that I have scheduled. We could look at uh, the webinar level. I don't have the webinar level. You can upgrade to the webinar level like permanently, or you can just add it one, one at a time for one webinar if you want that like one time. Very flexible with what you could do with Zoom. Really like it. I could look at the recordings that I have in there and there's a million settings in here, guys. We spent almost 50 minutes just looking through the settings. Not quite, but we got lost in them a little bit. Uh, I learned new things too. Just moments ago, uh, before the show went live here, all the stuff that's embedded inside these settings. I'm not gonna go in that into that today because it does get complicated and some settings you can have when other things are not. And uh, I learned a lot doing that. But today we're gonna go ahead and schedule a meeting. So I'm gonna click on this button right up here at the top called schedule a meeting. And we're gonna go ahead and create a meeting Chrome plugin for Zoom. Wow, that's cool. Schedule your Zoom meetings directly from Google Calendar with the Chrome plugin. That's brand new information. I have not seen that before. It wasn't here yesterday. So that's cool. Um, maybe I'll do that. Maybe we'll do that another time. We'll do that another time. Okay, good. So I'm going to schedule a meeting for today. I'm teaching a small class today on using LinkedIn for your business. If you're interested in joining us to anyone who's live, you can join us today at three o'clock for that. I, I think it's three o'clock. I better check my calendar. I'm going to check my calendar while to make sure that I'm setting it for the right time. Yep. Okay. So right here, we're going to put Todd's LinkedIn training. Todd is who is hosting our uh, our event today. And I'm going to put in the topic. Uh, and then I'm going to go ahead and put in the date. It's today, the 25th. It's going to be at 3 p.m., just like this. Um, you can set a duration for the meeting. Now, I believe that our meeting, it's supposed to only be a 30-minute call. But I'm going to put an hour because... I'm going to be available for an hour during that time. You are not limited to whatever you set in this field. You could set 30 minutes here and then you could go for two hours. Uh, you know, if your if your uh, account level allows that, of course. Right. But what I'm saying is whatever you put as the duration, you're not limited to that. Also, the, the start time, you're not really limited to that either. For example, um, uh, Linda, a couple days ago, we did a call and she wanted it to start at 1215. Well, you can't put 1215 right here. There's only the top of the hour and the, the half hour. 
but it doesn't matter. You could put 12 and then you could start the meeting at 12.15. So this is really more uh, to help you with your schedule and there's a way to copy this to your calendar, which I'll show you in a minute. So just do your best to set that start time and the duration of the meeting, but know you're really not locked in to either one of those, okay? So I'm gonna put 3 p.m. and I'm gonna put that it's an hour. I could start it at 2.50, 2.55, and we could go for 30 minutes, right? Or an hour and a half, and it really doesn't matter. Does that make sense? Are you following? So I'm just going to set these here the best I can right now, but no, we're not really limited or restrained by that. Okay, Pacific time, that's where I am. Recurring meeting. By the way, I'm not putting anything in the description field. No one's ever going to see this. Um, we're going to do two things. We're going to create the meeting here inside of Zoom so that I can get that unique meeting ID. And then I'm going to copy it over to my event calendar, my actual Google calendar. And that would be something that you could add people into. And then they could see those details, if that makes sense. I'll show you in a minute. I'll show you. So uh, let's see. Today, 3 p.m., one hour. Let me take you through a couple of the other settings. This one right here is asking if you want registration to be required. Um, I typically do not use that option because I do registration some other way. They're signing up through an email list or through a social media something or other, or it's for a private group and that, that organizer is gonna send out the link only to the participants that can have it. So I don't need to use this registration field, so I'm not. The next question is meeting ID. Do I want to use my personal meeting ID or do I want it to go ahead and generate one for me? In this case, I want it to generate one for me. I want a unique number just for today's event at three and that's it. Require meeting password. If you want to, you can require your participants to have a password or enter a password. I typically don't put the password field in because I feel like it adds another layer of complexity that's just not needed for what I do. I don't want there to be any other obstacles for people to get into the to the calls that I do, so I typically never put a password on it. But it's possible and it's possible to embed the password directly in the link that you send to people. And theoretically, that makes it very easy for them to join. You've given them the link, they click it, it puts it in for them, and they've connected. So there is a way to make it to still use a password and make it um, more easy for them to use. But again, I'm not going to put a password on this. This is only going to be given to the people that we want to join the call anyway. Does that make sense? So there you go. And as the host, you can always kick people out of the meeting or mute them or whatever you want to do. So you have max control about people joining your call or not. Okay, let's get into some of these meeting options. Oh, I skipped. Oops, the scroll down. Okay, so the next series, the next section is the video and the audio uh, controls. So by default, I like to put the video settings as off. I want it to be off for the host and I want it to be off for the participant. I just think it is a better practice if everyone's if everyone's video camera begins off and then you manually choose to turn it on and join the room. I've heard stories of people joining rooms they're not ready for, they didn't know their camera was gonna come on and they are embarrassed at the result. So I just find it better to do it this way. I turn off all the video and then when I start the meeting, uh, I can turn on my camera right away if I want to, if I'm ready for that. Maybe I don't have the web cave uh, background up yet. I could actually start the call, start talking to you, and then fix my background and blah, 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 before I actually turn on the camera here for you. Okay, so that's what this means. Off for the host and off for the participant. That's how I like it. And then audio, you have the option of allowing your users to join the audio by telephone by computer or both. I typically leave it both, even though typically the people I'm working with are on the computer only. But I don't see any problem with leaving that telephone connection there. I've seen people have to use it for whatever reason. The computer didn't work for them and they immediately picked up their phone and dialed in with the audio on their phone and the video on their computer. And guess what? It still worked. So that's a solution. So again, I like the video off and I like the audio set to both. Okay, let's get into some of these meeting options. Okay, meeting options. The first item is enable join before host. 
So what does that mean? That means that would you like your participants to actually join the meeting and be able to communicate with each other in the meeting before you get there? Typically, I don't have a problem with that. I leave this checked because I want people to be able to join the meeting. Uh, I think it helps them know that they're in the right place, even if someone else isn't there. But I, I don't know, I could just be making that up. It, it does tell them when they join it and and the host isn't there, it does have a message like, please wait, the host hasn't started the meeting or something like that. Typically, for most of the meetings I do, I leave this enabled. I want them to be able to join it. It's no problem. You have the option to mute participants upon entry. If you were doing a group, um, a group call with a group of people, I would recommend having that option selected so that when people first come right into the room, their their audio is muted and then they can unmute themselves. I think that's a best practice. Enable waiting room. Now this is an interesting uh, feature. What you can do is you can create what they call this waiting room. And when the average user joins the call, they're placed first into this waiting room whereas you're placed into the actual live room, if you will. Now, what this allows you to do is bring in certain people on a select basis to have kind of a pre-conversation. You can kind of think of it like the green room before the meeting actually gets started. So all the participants, let's say all the 100 participants can be funneled into this waiting room, and then I could log in as the host, and then I could pull in Garrison, and I can pull in Linda, and I can pull in Betty, and we could have our own quick powwow uh, you know, with our own little team here before we open it up and allow everyone else to come in. So that's the purpose of the waiting room. Really cool feature if that's something that you need. If you wanna park, if you wanna be able to park your participants somewhere while you have your own chat as a team, then you'll wanna enable the waiting room. Only authenticated users can join. You know, I think I know what this means. I think it means that you have to have signed up at least for your own free Zoom account. Because when you do that, they send you that little email that says, is this really your email? And then you click, yep, it's really me. And then it goes back into the system. Have you ever, have you seen that? Have you done that when you sign up for a website? So I, I'm, I'm assuming, this is a guess, I'm guessing that that's what that means, that they have to be an authenticated user through the Zoom system, which just means that they've signed up for their own account is what that means. It could be a free account. Um, so that could be an option that you want selected or not. Again, I'm helping people with all levels of technology experience and understanding, so I don't have that selected because I want people to join my rooms that don't already have their own Zoom account, but you may want something different. So that's what that check mark is, I think. A breakout room pre-assign. Now, this is the first time I've seen this little checkbox on here because I just discovered before the call started that you can either use the breakout rooms or you can use the remote control feature. And I have always used the remote control feature, which allows me as the technician to, to request to my user, would you like them? It, it asks the user if they would like to grant me permission to drive their computer. So the, the reason I use this is for a tech support scenario where I'm, on, I'm at my computer here, my client is at their home or office, we've connected together through Zoom, and then they turn over their computer to me basically so I can drive it. And then I can help them with whatever it is we're working on together. Now this is totally permission-based. I can't do this without that person's permission. They have to actually say, yes, I know CJ and it's totally okay that he go ahead and drive my computer for a few minutes. And you can take that away at any time too. So that's the feature that I've used previously. Remote control is what it's called. Uh, or maybe they call it remote access. I, I, it's one of those, remote something or other. Basically, it allows me, the technician, the computer technician, to help you remotely on your own system. But just a few minutes ago, I turned that feature off because I wanted to see this other feature, which they call breakout rooms. Now, breakout rooms is something that I know about, but I've never actually played with before. But what it allows you to do is create little individual rooms so you can send people in there for a, an individual conversation. So let's say we have 50 people on the call and maybe I'm leading a workshop, maybe I'm doing a live Zoom workshop on your website and after we talk about your goals and your target market, I want you to work in small groups to discuss 
what your goals are for your website and who's your target market. So if we had 50 people on the call, I could create five rooms of 10 people or 10 rooms of five people so that they could have a smaller interaction just with themselves. I've never played with that feature before, like I said, because I was always using the other one and I did not know they were mutually exclusive, but they are. So play with that with me sometime if you would. Maybe we'll play with that a little bit on tomorrow's call. I'm really curious to see how that works. So um, join us tomorrow, Thursday for our virtual networking and we'll play with that feature. And finally, the very last thing here on the list, record the meeting automatically in the cloud. Now, another thing I wanna mention is another setting that we just changed in my account was the ability for the user to record a meeting to their own local computer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back to that in a few minutes, but just know when I changed that setting, it changed this setting right here. And so now it's only giving me the option of recording the meeting automatically in the cloud. What that means is when the call starts, that is when the first user jumps on the call, could be you or could be them, do you want the meeting to automatically start recording? Yes, I do. I, I, I do want that to happen. But you can always change it. You can pause the recording or you can flat out stop the recording and then start it again. So that's what I do. I, I let it go ahead and, and record it right from the beginning. But then typically when I jump in, I can decide, do I want to leave it? Do I want to leave it recording? Sometimes yes. Do I want to stop the recording right now or, or pause it so we can start it in a few minutes? Sometimes yes. And then sometimes I want to flat out stop it never to start it again. And then sometimes I want to stop it and then intentionally start it again when I'm ready to start the show. Do you see how all four of those scenarios could be true for you? So I just let it go ahead and start recording. And this is another thing that's interesting. Because I have the enable join before host option and I have the record the meeting automatically option, if you send that link to someone and they test it out, you will get a copy of the recording they create when they test it in your room, which is kind of a cool thing to do. Um, uh, Betty and I did that once upon a time when we were when we were fiddling around with Zoom on her on her uh, on her computer to get it to work for her. We used my room as an example because I remembered it because I know what my meeting idea is and I didn't even have to be there. We just used it. Um, what I mean is I didn't have to be on my side. We were on her side. So anyway, it created the little recording automatically and I could send that to her later. Um, any questions right now in the moment for this, what we've done so far? Let me review right before I hit save. I gave it, uh, gave a topic. Todd's LinkedIn training. It's going to be today at three. I put for an hour. We're not limited to that time. We're not limited to that duration. And now uh, I'm going to go ahead and I want it to generate automatically a, a unique meeting ID just for this one class. And then we're going to hit save. And I'm going to show you one more thing. Linda, I see your question down there. I'm going to come right back to it. So here we have, uh, now the meeting has been created. It has generated that meeting ID. And if you wanna go back and edit any of those details, you can, there's an edit, there's an edit button. If you're ready to start the meeting, you can use the blue button right there to start the meeting. Uh, it will also show up inside your Zoom software. There's a, there's a meeting tab inside the Zoom software where you can, you can hit start on the meeting that you've pre-scheduled. So the final thing I wanna do on this screen is I wanna copy it to my calendar. So there's three options, Google Calendar, Outlook Calendar, Yahoo Calendar. I'm gonna click Google Calendar. Uh, if you're doing this for the first time or you have multiple accounts, it's gonna ask you which account to use. It's gonna ask you to grant permission to Zoom to access your calendar. That's all totally okay because I want it to create the calendar event for me and I wanna just be able to hit save and have it save it to my calendar. Now, I already have this event on my calendar, so it is gonna create a duplicate, but it, it, it's gonna now embed the link for me to join the call, which I can send directly to people. And if I wanted to, I could also start adding guests right here into this screen, and they would get the calendar invite through Google, which includes, as you can see, not only does it include the link, the direct link to join the meeting, it includes the meeting ID if they wanna punch it in manually. It also includes all of the phone number information if they wanna join via the phone. So I'm gonna go ahead and hit save. In fact, I'm gonna go ahead and drop Todd's name in there. Todd, Todd Brinkman. 
I think that's your right account. I hope so because we're adding it now and I'm hitting save and I'm going to go ahead and hit send. So right now on my, uh, on my calendar, it added this meeting and I went ahead and added Todd to it. And he's getting an email right now that says CJ just created this event three o'clock. Here's the link. Now he can, he can use this and, um, he can use this and send this out now to his people to join our group. Okay, let's jump in and see what your questions are. All right, questions. Question from Linda. Wonder if it makes any difference if you or host doesn't hit stop recording. Uh, it just keeps recording, uh, which is totally fine. Um, if you want the full recording unedited, that's what you'll get. Now I like to pause and, and stop because that gives me max control over when it starts. And what I mean by that is often, often we need a little bit of pre-show talk before the show gets started. So uh, that's why I would pause it or that's why I would stop it so that when we were ready to, to start the show, if you will, then I hit start recording. So I know now it's beginning afresh. Oh dear, I've just clicked something and I hope it doesn't ruin your recording of it. Sorry about this. Uh, hopefully that was just an error on my side. Okay. Can you invite people? Yes, Linda, you can invite them right through that Google integration that we were just looking at. That's the best thing to do, I think. Uh, unless they are a user in your account uh, and that's a whole different thing. We'll have to get into that another time. Betty is saying, if you've downloaded that Chrome integration, you skip this step to manually add it to your calendar. Great, uh, great point, Betty. Have you done that? Do you have that? And have you used that before? I'm curious. It's going to be a delay before her answer comes back to me. But that's what we were talking about a few minutes ago. Chrome was offering to download the Chrome extension to create a Zoom meeting. I haven't played with that yet, but uh, you're right. You, it, what I imagine happens is all you have to do is create that calendar piece first and it will add the Zoom piece for you. And I bet that's how it works. So we'll, we'll wait for confirmation here from Betty in just a minute to see if that is true. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Let me grab a drink of water. I've been talking for a long time. Yes, Betty says, I must have done that when I signed up for Zoom. It always does that for me. Awesome. <laughs> good. I'm glad. Correct. She says, okay, good. So that's how it works. Great. And there was one other thing I wanted to mention about that. Mm. The other thing that I, I use another service called Calendly. In fact, we talked about Calendly back in episode one, episode two, about how to use Calendly to, as a tool for people to automatically schedule a meeting with you. And I know that Calendly integrates with Zoom. So someone can create a Calendly meeting with you and automatically it can create a zoom link for that meeting. So that's a pretty cool integration. It takes a couple extra steps to make that happen. But once it does, it's all automatic, which is which is the benefit of a lot of these tools. Do you need more help uh, setting up something like this for your own group? Uh, I'm available for private coaching. How can you use this technology for your own benefit for your business or your personal life? You could continue your own coaching, your own teaching, a mom's group, a church group, a business group, or another meeting online. Use the information I presented so far, jump in and do it. And if you have any extra questions, please reach out to me. I'm here to help you. We can work you know, for an hour, for 15 minutes, whatever you need to get the problem solved. You can reach me at 619-512-3210, 619-512-3210. If you want to have a Zoom call, we sure can. We'll probably be using my personal meeting ID, 619-512-3210. Call, text, or Zoom me at that number. You can also email cj at askawebgeek.com, cj at askawebgeek.com. I would love to help you integrate one of these solutions into your business, your personal, your church group, and make this a solution that works for you. Super important right now that we all stay connected, and I love this tool for doing that. 
And here's how we're using the tool. This last week, this week, and for the next couple weeks, we're going to be doing some virtual business networking. Join us Thursdays and Fridays as we have an hour of virtual networking. Now, I'll be available at 1130. We're going to log in at 1130 to help people get settled. We'll have a half an hour of people jumping on the call, making sure their microphone works, making sure their camera works. That's the time when we make sure people can log in and get settled with what they need. Then at the top of the hour at noon, we kick off the meeting. We have a we have an agenda that we run through, including a little bit of networking education. Everyone gets a chance to introduce themselves. We have an opportunity for shout outs, testimonials, and then we wrap up again with some more uh, education at the very end. So really great meeting. I'm so glad we're doing this virtually. It was a heck of a lot of fun for our first two, and I know it's just going to keep getting better. So if you'd like to join us, you're very welcome. Today is March. March 25th. We're doing it tomorrow, Thursday the 26th, Friday the 27th, and we will continue to do it for the next several weeks. You can find out all the information on meetup.com. It's also available on my blog. And let me just read, rattle off these meeting IDs. I will have direct links for you on the show notes on the website, uh, on the show notes on YouTube, on the show notes on podcast, and it's also on my blog, gilbertstudios.com slash blog. Our Thursday meeting ID, 363-288-814. Thursday meeting, 363-288-814. Our Friday meeting, 690-801-657. Again, Friday, 690-801-657. So see how those are unique numbers? Now, this is a recurring meeting. So the one for Thursday is always that number on Thursday. And the one for Friday, always that number on Friday. The only difference is I clicked the one box that said make it recurring and I made it a weekly event. So that's another thing that's pretty cool. Garrison's asking a question, where can you set someone as a co-host for a Zoom meeting? So the easiest thing to do is when you start the call live, when, when, when people are jumping on, there is a participant window where you can see the people that are coming on. You as the host, when you click on a participant, there's a button that says more. And when you click on that button, it gives you a lot of options that pop up. One of the options is to give someone a co-host role, and that allows you to help run the show. So for example, we're doing Linda's meetings in her Zoom account. So when we jump on the call together, the first thing I have her do is make me the co-host. And that way I can help her. Uh, I can be the producer for her while she interacts with the people and she's kind of running the meeting. I can run the, the technology while she's running the meeting. Does that make sense? Let me know if you have follow-up questions on that. Betty is asking, do we need to respond on Meetup if we are planning to attend? It is helpful. It's helpful if you can RSVP on Meetup just because it helps create that buzz that um, every time someone RSVPs on Meetup, it like boosts the Meetup just a little bit. Like, oh, we have another, someone else is coming and someone else is coming. So that helps from that perspective, but it's not mandatory. If you can't get to it or for whatever reason you don't have time to make it, I would rather you show up and have not registered or RSVP'd. I would rather you be there than not registered and not be there. Does that make sense? Be there. That's the most important part. If you can RSVP on Meetup, that's cool too. That's extra points. Thank you to everyone for your questions. Uh, again, I've got the direct links for you to join this at gilbertstudios.com slash blog. I also know that it's available on meetup.com. Uh, they've got all the information there now too. Doug did that. Um, but I, before I did that, I knew <laughs> it was at gilbertstudios.com slash blog. All righty, time to ask a web geek. We've already been asking a web geek. The questions have been rolling in. Uh, and before we got started, we had a couple other questions that I want to go over with you. By the way, we have questions going on in our Facebook group too. So come join our Facebook group, Ask a Web Geek. You will see pinned questions up at the top of the page, ongoing conversations that we've that we've been having as a community. So please jump in and tell us your thoughts and ideas there, including uh, we had a lot of people jump in and talk about the correct way to come up with your own Instagram hashtag, which was a question from Melissa. So really glad about that. So check out all the answers and all the tools that were shared. A lot of links and resources were shared with Melissa uh, around uh, hashtags and Instagram hashtags. So really cool stuff there. 
last time on Ask a Web Geek, really quick, uh, we, we went over a lot of material. So I just want to mention the last couple episodes. Episode 27 was our getting started with Zoom, how to sign up, where you go, and how you join a meeting, and how you install that little piece of software to get it started. So check that out, episode 27. Episode 26, Janae was our first guest geek, and she presented her productivity system, One Three More. I also went over my favorite tool for sharing things on social media and scheduling posts. All of that was in episode 26. In episode 25, I showed you how you could use our resource pages to find more tools and resources for your life and business. We've got a resource page on Ask a Web Geek, and I've got one on gilbertstudios.com slash resources. Episode 24, we talked about WordPress, WordPress themes and plugins and how they all go together. And in episode 23, I talked about why size really does matter. And of course, I'm talking about the size of your images on your website. It's important that you balance the quality as well as the size of that image. And I refer to the size as both the dimensions of the picture, height and width, as well as how heavy that image is as it sits on the hard drive which directly translates to how long it's gonna to take to download to your user. And I went over all that and more in episode 23. And it's not on the slide, but I have to mention it. Episode 22, I revealed my secret formula on how to create a password that you could remember. Many websites want a secure password with uppercase and lowercase and symbols and blah, 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 blah. How can you possibly remember that I reveal my secret formula on exactly how to do that. Check that out in episode 22. All right, questions from our studio audience. At the beginning of the call, Garrison was asking, his mom is a teacher and is new to using Zoom. If someone is not the host on Zoom, can they record the show? And if the answer is yes, is there a way to not allow them to record it? He goes on to say, as a teacher, she'll be sharing information that she only wants the students that show up to get the info. And the first thing I said to him live was, no, there's no way that they can do that. And then I found out how exactly wrong I was, that they could, in fact, uh, they could, in fact, save it to their own local computer if you have the setting enabled. Let me jump over here. We discovered that this is where it's located. You go into your settings screen. And then you go over here to the recording tab and look what it says right there. Local recording, allow hosts and participants to record the meeting to a local file. And you'll notice it says hosts can give participants the permission to record locally. So here's what I think. I don't think they can automatically record it, but you can give them the permission to record it automatically. However, if you don't want no one recording nothing locally, you can uncheck this setting. And that's what we did. And when I unchecked the setting in my account, it changed it on the schedule a meeting thing to now only be recorded in the cloud. But that's okay. I only want it recorded in the cloud anyway. So that worked out for us. So that's the answer. It's in this recording tab. And here's where you can enable or disable local recording. Now, on a side note, I bet if you just uncheck this box right here, you can still allow the local recording to your own computer, but you can't give the permission to the participant. So many settings to configure, and I don't know all the details, but that's, that's the info as I have it. Um, Linda goes on to say, co-hosts, yes, if you give your, if you grant a co-host, if you grant someone co-host permission, then they can also record the show to the cloud or to their own computer, depending on your settings. We had some mixed results with that. And uh, Betty Brink said, I learned that the host can grant permission to record. So maybe that's the answer right there, Betty, that by default, she did not have permission to record, but then her host could grant her the permission and then she could record it to her own computer. Does that sound true, Betty? You weren't able to do that until they said, now you can and then you could. So that would be the right thing, I think. So if you want them to be able to do that, it's available. If you want to turn that off so they can't do that, that's available too. A lot of, lot of settings. Uh, and Garrison says, is there a third party, maybe Chrome extension that would allow them to do this outside of Zoom? And my answer is yes, there really is, of course, because with the screen um, recording software that we have, uh, by the way, the one that I like to use is called Ice Cream Recorder, like an ice cream cone, ice cream ice cream recorder. That's a free tool you can use to record your own screen. 
I like that one. It's a good one. You could create little videos and, and instructional tutorials with it too. So if they had that piece of software, they could set that up on their own computer and they would essentially be recording their own screen and their own computer audio. I don't know if there's anything that you can do to obstruct that. If they really wanted to, if they really knew about these other tools, they probably could. But I'm going to say most users don't know about that and they wouldn't go to the trouble to do it. So for the 80 to 90% that that applies to, they could, but they won't. And then the 10% that want to do whatever they can to, you know, hack the system, you can't do anything about those users anyway. They're off the rails. So for the, this will, this will handle the majority of people, but yeah, there's always ways around things, isn't there? So, all right. Uh, I think that answers your question. I hope. Let me know if you have any follow-up questions. Let me know if you have any questions. What questions do you have? I'm here to answer all of your questions about tools, technology, internet, websites, email marketing, social media. Rev go through my web course first, uh, mywebsitesafari.com, and then you're going to have loads of other questions. Come on back to our Facebook group and ask us all the questions that you have. We went over a lot of material in today's show. I'm so glad that you've been with us. Please check out Exceptional Entrepreneurs at meetup.com and join us for our Thursday and Friday business networking that we're doing over the next couple of weeks. Really cool stuff. Hope that you're with us. Check out the Productive and Independent Doer Entrepreneurs Group, P-A-I-D-E.GilbertStudios.com. That's a shortcut link to get you there. And finally, check out my free video workshop. It's at MyWebsiteSafari.com. MyWebsiteSafari.com. So glad that you're with me this morning. Thank you so much for your time and attention. My voice, voice is getting a little hoarse over here because I've been blathering on for two hours now. <laughs> Check out the pre-show in Facebook group. And thanks so much for being here. We really appreciate you being here. We really appreciate your time and attention. Man, some of you have been with me for the last two hours and I just am thrilled that you're with me and you're part of our community. Come join our Facebook group, Ask a Web Geek, and be part of our upcoming taping. And we really hope that you're there. Uh, my name is CJ Gilbert. You've been joining us for Ask a Web Geek. This has been episode 28. So glad that you're with us today. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, my name is CJ and my company is Gilbert Studios. And we understand that the internet is a jungle. It's so easy to get lost and fall down the wrong path and get stuck in a quicksand you didn't even see coming. What you should do is join up with a tribe of people just like us. Hire a well-trained guide just like me to lead you through this jungle and get you where you want to go. Wishing you the absolute best week you can have. Hope you have a happy Wednesday. Hope you have a wonderful week. Please let me know and our community know how we can support you. And I wish you just the best week ever. Have a good one and God bless. My slides just fell right off the screen. Well, that's okay. We don't need them anymore. Close it. Close all those slides. We don't need any of that. Ooh, should we see how it went? Let's do it. Ba -da 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 -da. We're going to go back here to ask a web geek. We're going to click on the blue button and we're going to see what happened. We had 87 at the beginning of today's call. And now we have... 89. All right. Thank you to the two of you who subscribed during that time. I thought three of you said that you subscribed. So that number should be 90. That math doesn't make any sense at all. Maybe one of you subscribed or maybe you started clicking it like crazy and you accidentally unsubscribed. So check again. <laughs> make sure you're still subscribed to Ask a Web Geek. And I'm so glad that you've been with us this morning. So there he is. Those. those are all my screenshots for you. Please, please subscribe on YouTube. Please, pretty please. Hey, there we go. It worked. Boom. And would you like to meet a couple of my live spiders? Uh, or would that be frightening to you? Uh, I don't necessarily want to do it in the show because of time constraints. And I want to be very gentle with them. But I really do want to show you. So let's do that. I'm going to take off my sweatshirt. I'm going to grab a spider to show you. And what do you think about that? You can kind of see it right there a little bit. Camby, you want to walk around again for them? That was really pretty that you did that for a second. Oh, that's working. Oh, that's working.
his feet. Look at those little orange feet. Do you see them? I'm giving you a close-up of an orange foot. Uh, by the way, Linda, I didn't tell you, we have 13 tarantulas. That's the total of how many we have. We have two dogs, and we have 13 tarantulas. And all of the tarantulas are here in my office with me. It really is a web cave. When I say that I live in the web cave, I'm not joking. It is metaphorical, because this is where I do my web design. But I also like to jokingly say I'm the least talented web designer in the room. There's 13 others that are uh, much more natural than, than I am. They just pull it right out of their butt. I'm sorry, that was a really bad joke, but you know, what are you gonna do? This is all I have to work with, guys. This is all I have to work with. Okay, Linda, I'm sorry your connection isn't working well. Um, you will be able to watch this in in Facebook. I leave it in Facebook, and of course, we ha will have the episode come out later. But the episode, the official episode, doesn't have any of this content in here. So for those of you that are new to the show and you're just joining us, hello and welcome. I've been streaming for 45 minutes now, and we haven't even gotten the show started yet. But we've we've done a pre-show. We've done a lot in our pre-show. Let's review. We're using the new uh, Facebook Live producer. That was a whole interesting thing. I showed you some live spiders, which I have to be very gentle and tentative of. We had mixed results with that. You could see them a little bit, but you couldn't see them a lot. Um, then we jumped into the settings of Zoom and found all kinds of new stuff, which we're not going to cover in the episode today. Today, I'm going to talk about how to schedule a meeting, how to, um, how to uh, customize your profile just a little bit, and I'm going to explain what a couple of the settings are in your profile and then when you schedule a meeting. And as you can see, there's hours we could do of Zoom training after that. So we'll consider that an advanced round maybe for next week if you have follow-up questions or you'd like me to dive deeper into any of those topics would be happy to do so so uh, today we're again how to do your profile how to schedule a meeting and a couple of the settings that are involved in there that's going to be it for today that's going to be enough for today's show and then we'll have to dive deeper into some of these other settings another time let me know which of the settings if any you want to learn more about um because then we can dive deeper into that Okay, we're going to have a little bit of freezing and popping right now. Popping and locking. CJ's going to dance. Go CJ. Go CJ. It's your birthday. It's not my birthday. My birthday's next month. Emily says my birthday might be canceled because of the virus. <laughs> what do you guys think about a Zoom birthday party? You want to join me for a Zoom birthday party? <laughs> we'll talk about that in a month. The internet's a jungle. Bye-bye for now.